Hello again, mech fans. Duncan Fisher here. And today, I want to talk to you about something that means a lot to me. Mech jocks are special people, and they have an even more special tie to their mechs. Nothing tugs at this announcer's heartstrings more severely than when a talented, up-and-coming pilot suffers a brutal loss in the arena and becomes one of the dispossessed. Dispossession is a rising problem across the inner sphere, and that's why I and others of a like heart and mind have banded together to do something about it. Mechs for Jocks is a non-profit organization that strives to help the dispossessed get back on their feet and one day back into a cockpit. Your charitable donations of C-bills, mech parts, and chassis will help ensure the success of our venture and keep the mech action on Solera 7 from going the way of the rubber tire. With your, probably, tax-deductible donations of 1,000 C-bills or more, you will receive a signed copy of my autobiography, The Gilded Microphone, Duncan Fisher's Rebirth as the Voice of Solera 7, shipped to your location across the inner sphere. So help out a great cause, throw some money at mechs for jucks, and help us take a bite out of the dispossessed population. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. Donations to Mechs for Jocks are tax-deductible, except in the Draconis Combine, Capellan Confederation, Duchy of Oriente, and Magistracy of Cannabis. All other donations receive receipt of charitable donation. Mechs for Jocks not responsible for making sure donations actually get used as intended. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hey, all Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil here, and I just wanted to let you know that the Aces Mercenary Unit, that's the unit that Phil and I co-founded and are proud members of, is currently in active recruitment. So if you're looking for a place to fit in, whether you're a casual player or looking for more of the organized team play, stop by the Aces headquarters at aces-hq.com and see if we're right for you. Hope to see you there. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 75. My name is Phil and I'm your host. It is May 29th, 2013. And my shout out, it's going to go to Justin Allard. Wow. Yenlo Wang, if you haven't read the Warrior Trilogy, freaking awesome. I'm rereading it again. It's like the fifth, sixth time, I think, in my life. Anyways, if you haven't read it, go do so. Darren, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. That's definitely an amazing series. I've read it so many times. Um, This is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. My shout-out today goes to the Blackjack Battle Mech, which I've been playing a lot lately. I'm working at leveling up all four variants. Almost have speed tweak on all of them. And because this is an adult podcast, and because I'm childish, I want to pass on a little information I've heard. Now, again, this isn't coming from me. It's just what I've heard. Evidently, General Motors is coming out with a new Blackjack variant. No, it's not the BJ2. It's uh, their BJ is called the Hummer, and again, from a very reliable source. (laughs) 
Their Hummer, each Hummer purchase comes with a free rim job, and we're talking only the best here. All chrome, very shiny, and end childish humor now. <laughs> wow. All right, Brandon, next. Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill, and my shout-outs are going to Mexpecs and Aces, because we're always recruiting. Whoop. Always. Always and forever. Quality. I was going to say, uh, Laura can't be here. She's sort of locked out. I don't know the whole details of I that. I can't wait to hear the, the details yeah. of this. I, I should be like, all right, Laura, you need to explain this in whiny Laura's voice. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. But of course, we have uh, Greg and we've got uh, George here to comment in. And I just want to say welcome to everyone, our live studio audience. And of course, to all of our new listeners, wherever you are in the world, whether you're working out, riding a bike, drawing some mech porn, maybe watching some mech porn. Anyways, hey, we ask if you have the ability, go to our website right now. And we've got the tip jar on the right side. And if you like what we're doing, hey, show us some love and we'd appreciate it. And are you doing a little shopping online, maybe Amazon or Newegg? I hope so. If not, then you should. And if you are, help support the show while shopping for cool stuff online by clicking on the Amazon and Newegg buttons on our website. It won't add anything to your charge, but it does give NGNG a little kickback. All right, for this giveaway this week, we've got the Catalyst Games sponsored giveaway. It is week five. I just want to say congratulations to the guy who just won that. I posted it up on Facebook. Who was and, it? Uh, uh, yeah, I... Um, it's like Grumel, or I want to pronounce it like that. Anyways, this week, we've got uh, week five. We've got a hex pack, and it's called Lakes and Rivers. We've got a link for you guys to check that out. And that is uh, this week's giveaway. Obviously, that'll be going up on our website, so stay tuned. And obviously, obviously, you know, if you already have this or, you know, you don't need anything, don't put your name down. Let someone who needs it or wants it or uses it. Like, I don't know, that uh, grandpa and grandson combo. Did that you guys was see that so Facebook? awesome. Oh my god, like, I wish out of, like, my grandpa would have been like, hey, let's play some mechs. That would have been great. So, mm-hmm. thank you for sending that picture in, by the way. All right, it is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3050. Check out the latest videos at No Guts, No Galaxy TV on YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and all that stuff. Phil, let's see, you just put up a ride-along video, I believe, for the Hunchback 4SP, is that correct? But yeah, it's another setup. A lot of people were asking me, it's that fun ERPPC LRM5 setup we were doing. And it's funny because like, I had a few people comment and they were like, why would you ever do that to a hunchback? That is so stupid. And I'm like, obviously this video isn't for you then. I'm like, people have been asking for it. Here you go, give it a try. Heck, I would even say challenge yourself. Can you make it work? And uh, obviously, I wanna know. Yeah, what is the build, Phil? Uh, it's a Hunchback 4SP. It's got two ERPPCs. It's got two medium lasers and two LRM5s. Two tons of LRM5 ammo. It's got Indo Steel. It's got uh, double heat sinks. It's got an XL, I think 255, possibly. Anyways, it's a really fun build. Um, Does it have the PPCs like, like, mounted on either side of the ammo bin? No, it's the PPCs are on the arms. Um, now, a lot of people actually ask me about this. They asked me why I put the um, arm-mounted weapons, well, why I put uh, the bigger weapons in my arms. I like the maneuverability, and it's one thing I was just talking about the blackjack because it doesn't have the lower arm actuators and it doesn't have that left-to-right movement from weapons convergence from the torso. I I feel restricted, um, so I I like having that maneuverability. I like being able to twist a little bit away and aim, or just have that little extra. Um, degree angle, you know, be able to get on them. Anyways, I like it. It's really fun. And uh, if you haven't tried it, definitely. It may not be a min-max build, but we're talking about random battles mostly. And yeah, it is fun. I've had a lot of fun with that mech. Anyway, moving on to the store, 
we have our NGNG Hex shirt available still. We got some mugs. And of course, the uh, amazing uh, Mech Warrior Online inspired soundtrack by Max and Matt is still available and still selling daily. So keep that up. That's awesome. Uh, Warhammer shirts have arrived today, right, Phil? Yes. Sweet. UPS, so those- was, UPS was freaking ninja about it, too. They didn't even knock, ring the doorbell, nothing. They just dropped off. Well, they are ninjas there. Um, pre-orders are shipping out tomorrow and of course look for the uh, house faction shirts coming soon now moving on to twitch.tv the schedule is up on our calendar at nogusnogalaxy.net that is four times a week we're doing the stream for IGP as well as the uh, NGNG TV streaming seven days a week oh by the way um, we will be announcing very soon we're contacting two other streamers out there NGNG TV will be looking for specific time zones we will be posting on facebook uh for you guys to contact us but we are looking for um i would say early in the morning our time but uh we'll let you know more information but for those out there that are streaming and are interested keep your eye out indeed always looking for new and uh talented people out there and freaking tank where are the steins they are being shipped as soon as phil friday. gets them they will no, yeah they're so being he's shipped getting friday. they're being them. shipped friday or arriving yep. friday they're being shipped Friday. I called them okay. and I was like, hey, what's going on? Good to know. So those are on the way uh, soon, and then they'll go out the door immediately. Is your unit looking for voice comms or just a place to hang out and chat with other Battletech and Mech Warrior fans like us? If so, get set up on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. You can go to our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net, and over on the right side, scroll down a little bit, there's a button there. It will connect you right to our TeamSpeak server and uh, the password when you're logging in, all lowercase Mech Warrior. And once you're in, contact Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang, to get set up. Critical Hits number 31, Conspiracy Theorists, is out. Another uh, great comic by Rudy. If you haven't checked it out yet, please do. And, of course, All Systems Nominal number 4, Pop-Tarts, is still uh, raking in the views. Another great uh, piece of content from some of our talented people at NGNG. All right, we got two community spotlights this week. The first one I'll let Phil fill you in on this is from spooky who you've seen his artwork all over our facebook page phil why don't you well, tell us a little bit about i this? just basically well, i wanted to point people towards his deviantart page he's an amazing artist and uh maybe even brent might want to take a look um he he doesn't just do battle tech he does a ton of other artwork he does I, scenes I just, yeah i, I love his down. stuff um and i'm actually i'm wanting to sit down and talk with him he said uh i think um we're just it's a time zone thing we just haven't met up but i love his work. You know what's funny about this, uh, Darren, and everyone out there? When he first did his uh, some of his first ones, he was going to stop. He wasn't going to do anymore. Um, and I had contacted him. I was like, dude, I shared your stuff. It is amazing. Everybody wants to see more on Facebook. And he just has been totally energetic about it. And he, he, bro- he broke down how long it takes. One scene. He says it takes like almost 40 hours of work i believe it hours well, just look at the detail i mean you the, the, what i love about it and i can't really name any artists off the top of my head who do this but there's so much going on in the picture what i love is just looking at every area of the picture and seeing what's going on i mean he's got stuff going on everywhere way in the background yeah. you can kind of look for hidden things almost sometimes and I mean, you know just... what he does he has a very similar strategy strategy to like what shimmering sword does anthony where he takes uh 3d models and he lays them out in a scene 
and then he he renders that scene takes it in photoshop and paints over it and goes from there so that's why like his lines are so straight and uh, um, especially the part of the mexican he very very talented i love his work and like i said brent you may want to they want to say hi to this guy if you haven't seen his artwork it's amazing i love all of it and uh thank you again spooky for doing it and hopefully we can get him an interview i'd really love to be able to do that indeed oh. keep up the work yep Sp- spooky if you're listening do more drop ship art because that and jump ship because those are amazing i love those no, you, I actually, the battle I, mech I, ones are nice but those are great no, no. I, I asked him i was like hey dude i think doing some like um some like really good firefight scenes would be really cool you know between having you know infantry and tanks supported by a mech or two you know or lance but just those fire i, I love all of it spooky do whatever the hell you want dude you're gonna maybe we gonna, should commission something it's gonna be I, porn either way i, I want to give a shout out to spooky's uh lovecraft art not not that it has anything to do with or stuff but he's got a bunch of cthulhu stuff and i mean he's built props or it looks like he has. I mean, some of this stuff is great. The guy's amazing. See his miniature cool. paintings? Yes. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, he's a very creative person. He's a clan Definitely. wolf, too. Oh, he is? Oh, yeah. Clan wolf. He's got Timberwolf and a mad dog. I, I... Nice. Spooky, you're amazing. Yep, we love you, Spooky. Okay, moving on to the second community spotlight. And uh, Morgana, this one is for you. You were asking for a foot tall jenner i believe earlier now this one is not uh you know one of the 3d resin models this is a jenner d plushie by yawn some of you know yawn she plays MechWarrior online quite often we've seen her in our drops uh, especially a lot lately anyway um yeah i mean this is i think she says in here it took her 70 hours or something like that to make this uh <laughs> i want one but uh 70 hours that's a long time it's so, so cute morgana well, there's you your think. jenner she went from like the idea to concept to crafting the materials and stuff. Your first one usually takes the longest, but yes, it is. It's adorable. It is. I want one for my daughter. I want one for my fiance. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love it. All right. If you have something you would like us to feature on the community spotlight, send your submissions to spotlight at no guts, no galaxy.net. And as you can see, we will most likely cover it. Now, local games, people, I know they're happening out there, and we would love to help promote them for you. So, if you're planning on playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or if you want to start one, which I know some of you do, you've told me. If so, we'd love to announce it for you on here for free. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your information, and don't forget to send us your pictures. You know what? We're getting so many pictures. I love it. Yeah, pictures or it didn't happen. Seriously, if you're getting a mug, if you're getting a t-shirt, and with all these uh, t-shirts about to go out, freaking soon as your pictures. Anyways, if you don't want to be using it on Facebook, just let us know. Totally get it. Not everyone wants your face up there. But uh, if not, send them in. Do it. Yep, yep. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out our tip jar on the right side of the website. And that's the news, Phil. And today we got an awesome guest. I've actually sat down and talked with this guy for, actually, it was like an hour and a half. Probably could have kept going. But I want to introduce you guys to Brent Evans. He is the art director over at Catalyst Game Labs, the ones that are sponsoring NGNG. What's going on? Hey, hey. We're making hey. out. Having fun. Welcome, Brent. So, so 
Obviously, we've got a lot of questions. Uh, so before we dive into we, what we normally do is we ask you a, a few quick fire questions to get this thing going, just to sort of know you and know what kind of real man you are, because we've got to measure you up, right? So, so uh, all right, Star Captain, hit me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the first thing what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna throw out some questions, answer them as quickly as you can, and uh, well, we'll rate you afterwards. You ready? Yes. What is your favorite beverage? Diet Coke. Inner Sphere or Clan? Clan. Favorite Battletech novel? Uh, Head of Wash and Sea of Awesomeness. Um, God, <laughs> so many. Too many. Too many. No, uh, you know yeah, what he's doing I, right I now? Not enough. He's looking behind him right now because I've seen his mm -hmm. collection. He's looking, he's up, looking up, on up on the wall. Yeah, if you guys could see the video feed of my computer, you'd be seeing all of the Battletech novels behind me, which I am. He's correct. I am scanning across to see which one's my favorite. All right, we're moving on. Fav favorite affiliation? Clan Wolf. Oh, okay, okay. I like you already. Favorite battle mic? Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, We're going to make an answer. The Ghost. The Ghost? Ha, caught you off guard. Didn't expect that one, did you? No, we have not got that say, answer. For now, Clan Wolf, I'm surprised you didn't say that. The Ghost in a long time. I actually like his answer for the favorite Battletech novel, which is not an answer because he has too many of them and he likes them all, so that works for me. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm sorry. I've read all of them more than once. I have all of the audiobooks, which I've gone through easily three dozen times. And how can you pick one? I mean, come on. It's like, yeah, <laughs> no. It's like pick one pretty girl. There's a world full of pretty girls. Good point. Yeah, well, the world says you have to pick one, right? There is this a link to the ghost. If anybody wants to see what the ghost looks like, there it is. The ghost is not the way it came in the technical readout, but what you can do with it as a mercenary once you get a whole bunch of awesome field salvage. All right. So obviously, uh, you know, being the art director, um, you, you have a lot of responsibilities. But before we get into that, uh, how did you find employment at Catalyst Game Labs? And like, how long have you, you know, how long have you been working there? That's a great question, actually. I um, OK, so. I, I guess it's best to preface by saying I, I was an uber mech geek uh, and diehard Battletech fan before I ever found a way in behind the Iron Curtain of Secrecy. Uh, I also was a freelance illustrator since I was in high school back in the 80s. So uh, I, after 20 years of illustrating professionally, I realized, you know what, I only want to work on the projects that I actually care about. And there were only three or four properties total that I wanted to work on. And Battletech was my number one. Uh, so I actually reached out to my personal network and realized I had a buddy of mine who had a a friend over at WizKids at the time. So my first uh, foray behind the Iron Curtain of Secrecy was to actually step in for uh, the MechClix game, and uh, I designed the mechs for uh, the Wolf Clan Wolf expansion. So, so when you say, say clicks, clicks, we're talking the Dark Age. We are talking Dark Age, baby. Yeah, That's I, so I was brought in to help turn things around. Nice. <laughs> now it you know what? I was able to help quite a bit, but it was too little, too late. It is so refreshing to hear somebody else that got into it in the 80s uh, when they were in high school. So uh, welcome to the club. Thank you, sir. All right. So you got in um, as sort of an illustrator. You, you had a buddy, WizKids. You came in at the time of the Dark Age. Um, and... Yeah, it was actually really funny at the time because I brought in, I, I was designing all the Clan Wolf mechs and the, the folks over at WizKids sat me down. They're like, okay, for your first installment, we want you to redesign the, the mech that Clan Wolf is going to use to replace the Mad Cat. And my first reaction was, dude, the fans are going to kill me. <laughs> Can I yeah. possibly do that? So I'm I'm sketching up a storm trying to design what ultimately became the uh, Warwolf. And uh, Randall Bills happened to walk by my desk at the time that I was drawing. The funny thing was is I was listening to Anthrax, 
And for those of you that know <laughs> nice. Randall, he he grows hair like no human being ever. And he had just cut his hair to exactly match the lead singer from Anthrax. Nice. So he walks by my desk while I'm listening to Anthrax drawing mechs. I'm like, oh my god, lead singer from Anthrax just walked by my desk. <laughs> I didn't know that MechWarrior had a thing going with Anthrax. I wonder what it's going to be. So while my head was spinning with uh, the ideas of a a, a, a MechWarrior soundtrack for with Anthrax, it turns out he was walking right past my desk, having glanced down and going saying, hey, as soon as you guys are done with him, I want him. So, yeah, I, uh, I did two months' worth of work in five weeks. Uh, they laid me off, and instantly I was... Uh, I came home to an email from Randall saying, yeah, I want to hire you for Battletech. And uh, that's where I jumped instantly onto the... Uh, technical readout 3050 upgrade and uh the rest is history very nice one of my favorite uh tro's actually why thank you admittedly it was tough to work on because i wasn't allowed to change the designs um the it was randall gave me a really firm hand he's like look we the fans love their miniatures they've had minis in their hands for years and we need to stay true to the to uh, not redesigning these Macs. We have to stay true to those miniatures that they ha have known and loved. So uh, the only places that I was able to deviate from the illustrations that have been done in the past for Battletech was when the miniature and the original art didn't match. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's why if you look through and you realize, yeah, I actually stuck really, really tight to all of the mechs in canon uh, in the miniatures so that it would match what people had on their tabletop battlefields. I was gonna say, so you're basically telling us that we can't blame you for all the original like horror bad artwork? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, he that wasn't what I was saying, could. but it's a good subtext. Uh, no, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess the best way to say it is that I spent the next six months going, man, I can't wait till I get to redesign these things. <laughs> now, you know that that's maybe you, you're friends with some of these original artists, and and you know we've even talked to some that that go pretty far back, but not that far back. Um, what is your now? I, I'm, I go two ways on it. I hold the original TRO very dearly, near to my heart, because it's what got me into the game and into the franchise. But oh, at yeah, the same time, time, you know that that artwork is kind of eh, right? Uh, yeah, well, it was tough because the artwork was kind of eh, but a lot of those designs were friggin' amazing. I mean, exactly. I mean, he made the Locust look cool. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> so what were like three mechs that you saw in there that you really really wish you could have redesigned and if you could give us a little insight of where maybe you wanted to take them just so we're clear you want me to talk about redesigning the 3025 mechs or the 3050 mechs the, the 3050 since we're talking about it like which ones did you look at and just go i really want more freedom here yeah i was talking 3025 but either one is good Okay, so I will answer for both. Um, 3025, it's funny because I, I dive in and I instantly think, man, the you know, mechs like the Locust, the Rifleman, the, uh, the Warhammer, and the Marauder are just so amazing. And yet I look at a mech like the Javelin and I just cringe. I'm like, come on, I could make that cool. Let me make that cool. So, uh, yeah, the Javelin's probably the one that stands out the most. Um, that and the original art for the Spider, because it was actually a really cool design, but I didn't think the art did it justice. Uh, when it came to 3050, um, this there, there's a long-running uh, joke behind the scenes that uh, the bane of my existence is the Stalker. Uh, I, I think the <laughs> the art for the original Stalker it, it just hurts. It was so bad, uh, and I grew up at you know. Like I said, high school in the '80s, so I remember the Rainier beer commercials where it was like a beer bottle running with legs, and nice. that's the stalker. And every time I see it, I can't help but think of the Rainier beer commercials. So yeah, I mean, 
um, getting a chance to actually try to make that cool, um, that was like one of the unicorn, unicorns of my career. And to see Alex recently redesign the stalker for MechWarrior Online was just like, that's the way it should have been done 20 years ago. Yeah, well, I was going to ask regarding Alex's uh, modifications, what do you think of Alex's work? Uh, you knew that he was my artist before he was their artist, right? Yeah, but yeah, I'm but talking, talking about all the updates that he did for MechWarrior Online specifically. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no problem. Um, I absolutely love Alex's work. I love working with the guy, and he is as diehard a Battletech fan as I am. So it's great to be able to work with an artist that I meet up with every year at Gen Con, and we're, we're the two still playing at 2 o'clock in the morning when they're trying to close the doors on the player hall. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's awesome to work with people with that much passion for Battletech. Uh, as far as what he's doing with MechWare Online, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I've been so impressed how he has been able to say stay very very true to yeah i see the rainier beer thing on here very nice corporal uh anyway <laughs> um yeah the he's been able to stay so true to those original shapes of those mechs and yet give them an overhaul so that it still it, once again it feels high tech i mean you remember in the 80s when we first started getting into this and we look at the marauder and stuff we're like oh my gosh that is so futuristic and over the course of the 90s, it started to not feel quite so futuristic, especially with the Clicks game, which actually went backwards. So to see what he's doing on MechWare Online and it'd be given such a, a free reign, it's just fantastic. The only well, thing uh, that I really uh, have that I joke with uh, with him behind the scenes is that he likes to put little toes on things. And, and to my mind, I, I still like the big, giant, clunky feet from the 3025s where, you know, they've been... They've been uh, Every weak spot on the mech has been burned off over 300 years worth of battlefield uh, salvage and, and and really rough technician treatment. So uh, you got uh, so to think, gotta think though, though, if they didn't have the toes, they wouldn't be able to wear flip flops. And can we do that to the mechs, really? You know, that's a good idea. Uh, I guess I, I shouldn't be one to say no to flip flops since I was always the one that wanted to paint Chuck Taylors on my rifleman. So you know, I was gonna say you know. <laughs> I don't mean to be critical of the art. Um, I, I love the original artwork. I think it's it's great. But one thing that I do appreciate about a lot of the new artists, and you mentioned, uh, you know, Flying Debris. We also have, uh, you guys know him as Short Painter, but uh, Rudy as well, and Shimmering Sword and stuff, is how they're taking designs and not only making, uh, making them so they still hold that original sort of look from, you know, the original concept, but they add a layer of, mobility um sort of mechanical like you're like oh yeah i can definitely see that walking and those are some of the difficulties remember like the highliner the original like tiro the stock like you'd be like how does that thing walk you know you'd be like that's that's and so that's one thing i like about the new artists is they're bringing bringing that sense of actual like these things could could walk you know and and they could move around functionality yeah and so that's one thing i really love about um the newer artwork but that being said um i think one thing that uh has always been interesting is the diverse difference and i, I guess that's just because of all of the artists that contributed from you know the beginning to end that there's so many different styles and that's one thing that i think that i also appreciate about the new artist is they all have a consistent style um so you know you don't have a I don't know, like a one mech that just has armor plates everywhere and just is ridiculous. And then, you know, uh, sort of like the old Tiro, you'd have the clan. Like a centurion does. <laughs> well, no, what I'm saying is like the clan artwork being a little bit later that that came out, it was a lot nicer 
than the original. And you can see that sort of style that had a lot of round edges and, and uh, you know, compared to a lot of just the line art. Anyways, it's just art, but everyone likes it. But yeah, Javelin definitely needed some some love. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Now, Brent, you're you're, in, you're the in the midst of all the action. Um, but for, for me, at least, and being on the outside somewhat, it seems like there's been a resurgence with the tape because of MWO tactics, maybe other things happening. Um, there's been a little bit of resurgence for the tabletop. There's been a resurgence with the artwork. Are you seeing this as well? Or have you just constantly been surrounded by uh, Battletech artwork that you don't notice. I'm loving it. I mean, it seems like every single day we're getting some, you know, new talented artist on the scene creating just breathtaking imagery and so forth. What is your oh, perspective? Thanks, uh, yeah, do I? Uh, it's tough because you say I'm kind of behind the scenes and you're right. It, honestly, it kind of feels like being in the middle of the crossfire all the time. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on where it's it's old news to me, like things that I've been work was working on six months ago uh, may not even have come out yet. Uh, so it's tough for me to I really I connect. Okay, this is what the new the, you know the new interest is on this. Other than just paying attention to the fan forums, and, and thankfully we have a great team that does that. We we pay attention to the fan forums like nobody's business because, I mean, the fans. BattleTech is alive because the fans kept it alive. I mean, we Catalyst is the seventh company to produce BattleTech products. Uh, all the others went out of business, and they went out of business for a reason. And in most cases, it was because they paid more attention to what they thought would sell than on what the fans wanted. Uh, and that's a, a huge critical mistake. So, yeah, every single member of the team behind the scenes now, we're all diehard fans, and we came out of the fan fan pool. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest strengths. Uh, like you said, you know, we have such a cool variety of artists working on Battletech right now. Yeah, because you'll scream telling us what you want. You know, it's amazing how many people didn't listen before. But yes, we totally do, and we're right there with you. Uh, anyway, the thing with uh, all the variety of artists, it's so cool because here we are. We're on like our fourth generation of artists. And a lot of the guys, well, pretty much every one of the guys that's working on Battletech now grew up as a kid being amazed at how awesome this game was. So their hearts are in the right places. They, they really care. And even though we have a variety of different approaches... Uh, we all want to want to end up in the same place, so it, it's been really, really cool behind the scenes. I'm excited to see you guys get excited about the quote-unquote new artists. Um, most of the time, these are guys that I've been working with for the last couple of years, trying to help them identify, you know, where's the right place to let you run free in BattleTech. You know, where's your strengths lie, uh, and really how to how to give individual artists illustrations that will match their strengths to make them look really great and you guys really happy uh, I think the recent work with the, the technical readout 3145s have been phenomenal I mean see Rudy's art is a perfect example uh, uh, you know he's, he's got cover here in the line I think we just got the final version of it now uh, the fans are going to just geek out when they see it I think uh, I think I even recommended it for the new convention t-shirt this year so uh, I mean just you know guys who love the Battletech thing just running them up so it's awesome yeah, it's, it's funny because I was talking to Randall Bills, uh, this was a few months ago, but me and Randall Bills were talking on Skype, and he actually had no idea for the longest time that Short Painter and Rudy were the same person. And because, you know, Rudy had been doing the comic strips for us, you know, for a while, and he's the artist behind that. And it was so funny, like, one day I was just having a conversation with Randall, and it, it like, I was like, oh, hey, did you see the latest comic? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, that was funny, blah, 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 you know, whatever. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But And then I was like, yeah, you know, Rudy really loves doing these. And he was like, Rudy? Uh, Rudy? And I was like, he had no idea. And he had been doing stuff for you guys for a while. And I think That's the, hysterical. The, um, 
the and we'll talk about 3145 stuff in the future but specifically we have the compelling confederation draconis combine and yeah uh, yeah we've actually got those on our notes uh so we'll we'll touch on that but hey let's let's go ahead and look at you being the art director for catalyst game labs what what do you do and then on top of that you guys cover uh more than just battle tech um so can you explain again what do you do there for all of your uh your franchises wow that's not a big overarching question or anything okay so (laughs) what do i do i guess the best way to say it is that i scour the globe and find the best illustrators to work on the best illustrations for my favorite property in the world that's what i do so you basically you you go out there and you find artists to create artwork for you yeah when i and that's actually one of the toughest things when i stepped in as art director it was not because i was a good artist it was because i actually had always been corporate by day uh and had a really solid background in like business so it was kind of funny how becoming the art director had absolutely nothing to do with my ability to create art it was the fact that i could speak both business and art and speak to both so when i stepped in randall bill said yeah here's your list of names for your artist and i think it was like six people that actually still drew for us uh, and over the next year and a half, I think I expanded that to somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 freelancers worldwide. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it was a big undertaking, but it really was. It, it, I'm like, I knew we wanted to grow, you know, expand our production by, say, two to 300% a year for the next five years. And in order to pull that off, we needed a solid core of artists that could, that could do it. So, yeah, it. it I, I was very open to anybody. I was scouring the slush pile. I was, you know, going through the different fan forums, looking at, uh, um, looking at different people's uh, online portfolios and whatnot. And it's still to this day, I, I look for new artists and stuff. We, you guys are familiar with David White's work. We found him oh, yeah, by yeah. accident. He actually thought he was working for us and didn't realize he was working on a fan project instead. <laughs> uh, and he was, yeah, it was funny because I got a call from Randall Bills on the floor at a convention he's, that I wasn't at. And he calls me from the floor. He's like, dude, do you have a Technic readout for this year? I'm like, no, I don't have anything like this. He's like, well, I've got an artist right here. He thinks he's working on it. And so, uh, yeah, once once I connected with David and found out who he was and that he had a longstanding relationship with, uh, uh, with the IP2, uh, it was just funny just kind of bringing in all these people that really were out alone in the dark and uh, just connecting all the, all the diabolical geniuses to come up with cool new stuff. Yeah, we've actually uh, had Mr. White on our show uh, a while back, and he's personal friends with our our George Ledoux here. Um, But what I wanted to ask ask real quick quick. is, do you get to, now that you're doing the business side, do you ever get to dabble in the artistic side? Do you get to draw anything, or where is that at? Oh, that is such a good question. It hurts. Uh, The answer is I rarely get a chance to draw, uh, which is really hard because, um, I mean, it's kind of like, Kind of like being a bartender when you really like alcohol and never getting to drink it. So I keep seeing all these fantastic illustrations that I have to assign to somebody else, and that's not easy. The only time that I really get a chance to to grab a pencil and throw down some some lines is uh, like the eleventh hour. Somebody melted down, and we need to go to print, uh, and uh, that's when I'm pulling an all nighter to try to get an illustration in, which is really tough because it's not like it's ever catching me at my best. Uh, or allowing me to cherry pick the illustrations that would be just super awesome. But every once in a while, uh, that that rule is broken. And uh, one of the recent things, one of the recent things is that um, for the thirty-one forty-five, a lot of the uh, 
development team loved my sketches that I had done back at the literally uh, I had done 13 illustrations to get hired for WizKids uh, most of them were never used and uh, they said they wanted to use several of them so it's actually been cool to kind of throw those out to the, the, the my artist core to finish off and throw into the technical readouts that are going out now so that's pretty cool you've still got your chops I do have, still have some chops. I got to tell you though, it's a little, it's weird working on Battletech because, especially when you've been working on it for years, it's kind of like, okay, now design something new, but it can't look like any of the other 800 mechs that are out there or the other 300 units you've already designed. And, oh, and it can't look like any other IP out there or any other mech manga or anything from Japan. Yeah, create something new. <laughs> pretty soon it's like, you know, I'm running out of ideas here pretty fast. So yeah, it's, it's oddly humbling every once in a while, but I, I still get to throw down some chops every once in a while. Yeah, well, that being said, of all the projects you've worked on and been involved with throughout the years, um, do you have one in particular that you're like just uber proud of that you're like, yes, my baby? Think about it if you have to. It's all right. You don't have to have an answer right this second. But oh, all, sorry, I was hitting the wrong button. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> That is an easy one. Designing the Celestials for the Word of Blake, hands down, was by far the most satisfying project I have ever worked on in my life. Uh, and it was so cool because it was basically, all right, when they came to me, they hadn't even identified how the Word of Blake was going to pull off fighting everybody at the same time. Uh, they said, we want you to kind of, you know, we want you to design the mechs that Word of Blake is going to use to kick everybody's ass. And uh, part of that was trying to unravel in my head how could they possibly pull it off. So the idea of having all the, all the like quick release um, torsos and universal bits and pieces for, for weight class and stuff. Uh, it was taking everything that the clients had done with their Omni technology and just five steps farther. You know, trying to realize that, you know, logistics may end up being the thing that allows them to fight not just a two-front war, but a, a 15-front war and pull it off. So, yeah, Celestials was phenomenal. And that, of course, expanded into the, the Demon series and the Spectral series, which I also had fun running amok with. I even got to do that stealth tank, the Bola. So yeah, man, the running running amok with the biggest villain in BattleTech history uh, <laughs> was awesome. Very very cool. I have a quick question for you. You don't have to go in depth, but I just want to kind of get your your take on it, your feeling. How yeah, do you man, feel you. about Harmony Gold and the Unseens? Uh, how do I feel about it? Um, yeah. <laughs> just your, just per, your on, on a personal level, level, not on a business, business level. level. Yeah, yeah. On a personal level, it's uh, it's hard not to get personal with those because so many of us just love those you know from the early days those are the ones that a lot of us fell in love with and uh so uh i have no ill will toward harmony gold at all in fact um from the word back and forth we've gotten with them was that they would love to license it to us but not until after any hope of a movie is is out of the running and since that hasn't been a, a reality for the last 15 years i'll just assume that uh, i mean until either the movie comes out or it crashes and burns we're never going to touch them but if we ever do uh i would love to have them in a heartbeat i mean it'd be fantastic so yeah i, I love their designs uh, i would love to use them uh so yeah mixed emotions but i mean i love it, it it's uh, i don't have any bad blood about it cool was, well that, that was, was gonna, a good answer go ahead i was gonna say what's always been interesting to me and we've talked about this in the past and is okay so at the very beginning there were bar designs not allowed to use them anymore blah 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 all that at the end of the day we have re-seen ones that are completely new unique and stuff like that um and 
you know, I still feel that it, it's 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 really tough. Uh, a lot of the BattleTech fans, uh, you know, especially I know Darren, uh, he's like, no, they they can't change him. You know, they got to remain the same. But the reality of things are, is hey, you know, that was a, a business decision, obviously a long time ago that. Uh, probably didn't have as much forethought and you know unfortunately it affects everyone because like you grow up you know with those particular designs and uh yeah i said old george doesn't include you sorry you're young at heart uh, <laughs> i'm not a fan so it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> there you go uh but you know it definitely affects you everyone likes the old designs and i was gonna say um they just had a kickstarter for uh their tabletop and miniatures and stuff so yeah uh, just throwing that out there so for those that wanted like new miniatures for hmm. your Battletech games for the Unseen I'm not decks. buying a Robotech game I'm to just get saying, Battletech miniatures. What the I'm fuck are you talking saying, about? Just saying. No. Um, actually, someone hopped on here. It was like it was like a month ago and we just got done with the podcast and we went to the public room and someone unmuted and they're like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, I was just at, down at like the local, you know, gamer armory and they had, you know, like five of the old uh, uh, Marauders and uh, yeah, I only bought one. I was like, what? I was like, do you know how like, like those things are everywhere. He was like, are they rare? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah just, a, just little a little bit. bit. And he was like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I think he drove all the way down there, got them. Just, yeah, I was like, what are you doing? These things are very, very rare. You got to remember so, uh, in the 80s when I got to know all of this artwork, that's when I was extremely passionate for the game. It was like falling in love with the Battletech franchise. And then for those, all those designs that I fell in love with to be ripped away and never seen again, it's painful. It's hard, you know? And, 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 and Ogre okay. saying here, that uh, the hammer hands, you know, he likes that. Why can't it all just be hammer hands? I don't oh, like the hammer hands <laughs> myself. Now, not, it's no offense to the artwork. It's because it's trying to be the Warhammer. I like the Warhammer. Give me the fucking Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let me let me jump in on just a little bit. Um, you know, it's interesting because in game design, there's there's really a diehard rule for those of us who actually care about the fans and it's that you never take away something that the fans earned um you know that, that counts when you're being the gm or you're being the company that's making the, the game out for the fans you never want to take away something that they earned you know something that they feel like they are owed or that they deserve and the honest truth i think that's why there's a lot of uh you know uh, frustrations and stuff ha after having lost those Harmony Gold Max is because those are the Max we all. I mean, our fans went to the store and bought them. They, you know, like, they got the stuff in the box set. They, they, they've been, you know, they were fighting great campaigns and things with their fan groups and getting really attached to those things. And then to have be told that you can't use those anymore, yeah, that's that's definitely something that's uh, th that leaves a black mark, uh, no doubt. But um, it, it's interesting on. Uh, like, from my approach, I've always thought those were awesome and they're in the universe, but they're not the only ones and they're not the only versions. Uh, I mean, for crying out loud, that's like saying there was only one Corvette or only one Mustang. Now, there may only be one that was the best, but there's still, you know, you're talking about mechs that are made across the entire inner sphere by a variety of different manufacturers over the course of 300 years. You're going to see a wide range of... Uh, of, uh, of variations in just everything from the way the armor was molded to what weapons were available and, and logistics and supply chain, all the usual stuff that a military has to deal with. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's 
It's a, it's sore, a sore spot. spot. Are you, are you, you telling me to expand my mind? Give some other stuff <laughs> yeah, to you gotta move out. Branch out. Come on. <laughs> I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Darren, Darren, you've expanded your mind way too much already. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. Um, I wasn't I trying have... to tell you to expand your mind, but what I was saying is that there's places for other stuff out there, too, and uh, I'm I'm glad that you feel strongly about the hammer hands one way or the other. Um, <laughs> that actually was a really fun project. I had a great time designing the hammer hands, and... Uh, it was not intended to be the Warhammer. It was supposed to be the <laughs> forerunner of the, of the Warhammer. No, and uh, I'm just I'm joking. Just I love a lot of mechs. I love a lot of mech designs. I've been able to totally live with MechWarrior Online not having the unseens. Uh, I just wanted to play a little with you. So No, you did uh, good. I, I, I'm totally with you. I have no problem with it. It's all good. Uh, now, right, if right, you right. capped on the battle axe, I'd have been a little happier with that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. It just needed more heat sinks, no matter how you looked at it. But still. All right, Brent, I do have a, a few questions. And this actually is something we talked about in our conversation on Skype. There's a lot of yeah, people going around that. making their own miniatures, uh, whether it's with resin or some other type of materials. Um, what do you or Catalyst think about this? I mean, are you obviously, uh, actually, I, I think I saw you post on the MWO forums as well. Like, obviously, with 3D printing going out there, what are your guys' thoughts on it? That's a great question, and yeah, I'm definitely one of the folks that was at the forefront of it, because back with the Mechlix days, when that game died, I still had a really, really active player group that played the game another two and a half years, uh, and I teamed up with a couple of guys to actually produce nth-scale minis uh, for mechs that weren't produced in that game. Uh, and uh, so I... I actually went through the process at the time. I mean, I was freelancing for them, so I had, I contacted Catalyst and asked them to ask Tops and say, "Hey, you know, do I need to buy a license? Do I, you know, how do I do that?" And all the ways that the fans are are really asking the same questions now. Uh, and ultimately, it came down to there, there's not enough of a money in a business model in doing the, those customized ones. Uh, if you look at the costs involved, uh, nobody's ever going to make really any money at it. So it's not worth a lawyer team at $500 an hour uh, to review it for a week to write up the details on a contract. So those things really will, I've never seen one get a green light on its own little subcontract, but what I have seen is that uh, um, we make sure that we walk the correct line on the fact that fans can create fan stuff for their personal use. Uh, the, the real litmus test on, on where is the line and that I do or don't step over, it's that if you are producing enough for yourself and maybe your group of friends, uh, then that's fine. The moment that you try to sell them, you're trying to make it a business. The moment $1 exchanges hands in sales, that's when, when you like, okay, there's the line and now I need to step back a bit. So yeah, I mean, we need to make sure that we're not stepping on uh, Topps's license or Ironwood Metal's license. Uh, we want to make sure that you know everybody's still supported there because we want to make sure that there's still a game for people to play here next year, year after that, decade from there and on. Am I crossing a line hoping that some uh, fan out there that's doing this 3D printing makes me a unseen uh, Lancer I've already talked. I've already talked to an individual. <laughs> I want my Warhammer Marauder Rifleman and Archer now. No, it's supposed to be a surprise. If you want them for your own personal use, then no, you're not crossing a line. That's all That's I want. If you're if you're wanting to put them up for sale on eBay, then yes, you're crossing a line. It's interesting, and it's just a conversation that's always. Uh, and I, I was I remember talking to you, Brent, that just in general, the internet and uh, especially with 3D printing, and you've got so many copyright and trademarks and stuff, and a lot of people are, are creating stuff, and it's always one of those things where 
just like you guys said, you want to uh, almost you want the player base and the fan base to to be able to create stuff and do stuff for their own, and and especially when it only creates the, more passion for the product, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, uh, exactly. And I mean, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if some of these uh, particular models or whatever uh, aren't being made too, it's their only way possibly they can they can get them as well. So, anyways, I think it's just really cool. But uh, I did have a question for you before we move on. Sure. Is, is, is there anything cool on the horizon that you're you're cleared to talk about? Oh wow, that's a for for BattleTech or MechWarrior. Yeah, yeah. I, I, let me think for a second. I know you guys, know you guys are, doing are doing a ton, a ton of, stuff. of stuff. You're hot. You're hot. I know yeah, you guys. Are, I know you guys are doing a ton of stuff for um, Shadow Run right now. You guys are. I gotta get emails all the time, and you guys are pushing this. You got two games right now in development and stuff like that. For those who didn't, five, it, <laughs> five games. Five, okay. Wow. I was aware of two. Okay, so you guys are, it's the year of Shadowrun. Uh, you guys are pushing a ton of stuff. Um, but is there anything behind the scenes as Battletech and MechWarrior? Obviously, you got the 3145, and uh, we were already talking about the Draconis Combine and the Compelling Confederation. We also had the other ones that we were talking about the past two weeks um, that uh, we post up there. Um, anything in general that you're like, yeah, you know? You that know, Comstar has allowed you to speak of? You know, that's a good question. I, uh, oh man, I, it's funny because uh, your first question was, you know, like, is there anything super cool on the horizon? Yeah, there's so many things that are cool on the horizon, it makes me giddy. Uh, can I talk about them? Eh, maybe <laughs> not. Uh, there's a couple things. I guess the biggest thing for me personally, I I'm a big tech readout guy. So to finally, getting the tech readout 3145s out uh, has been an awesome beast of a project that was something we were trying to we actually spent two years trying to figure out exactly how to package that because if you look at it a normal tech readout has a hundred units uh to get the remaining just the dark age stuff with nothing new in it it was like 121 units uh which really kind of exceeds the it totally exceeds the business model and what stores want on their shelves and it at that point it starts breaking the binding on, on the product so it's like how do, we, how do we come up with a way to do this so actually breaking it down into uh, faction chapters is awesome uh, so that's been a big one for me uh, I love seeing the uh, the dark age units written into Battletech because every time they end up being so much cooler than they ever were in dark age uh, the, the the developers are doing a phenomenal job of building those uh, the the combination of tech and, and how they fit into the not just into the inner sphere, but how they fit into each one of the the, the war machines for each house has been just really well thought out. Uh, I'm just totally stoked at what the developers have been doing with uh, uh, with the different house units, which is unusual. If you knew behind the scenes, there's always a, a struggle between the writers and the artists. And so for me to give props to the writers uh, means they really earned it. And man, on 3145, these TROs, they're coming out just so awesome. Uh, I mean, for crying out loud, House Lao came out, and I wanted to play every one of those units. And if they made House Lao worth playing, I mean, that's just that's the high bar. <laughs> I was gonna. Say, what are you uh, trying to say? I think Garth, Garth, you got to go, bud. <laughs> I have to go. But thanks. Right. Uh, it's been awesome listening to you guys. We'll see you tomorrow, right? Tomorrow morning. Yes, tomorrow see you morning. Manana. See All you right. later, guys. Awesome. Good night, Garth. Nice to see you. All right, guys, we're going to move on. I appreciate the answering of all the questions, Brent. Uh, feel free to pipe up anytime you want. We've just got a few things we got to cover. 
And so we're going to move on to community questions. And we only had one really that didn't focus on uh, Mechware Online. Those will be held to, for next week in the discussion. Don't worry, we saved them. But we had okay. one question that was very, very specific. And I wanted to get this out here. And it was from Profit OFC. And he says, when is there going to be an NGNG convention hosted bar? If not, I got the NGNG crew for the first round. And Darren, Ooh. we were talking about this. And it's something that... Uh, We've mentioned a few times on the Twitch streams. Uh, we there's a lot of people in California right now yes. that I I've think, heard that. I think possibly that might be something we'll look into in the near future of like having just a. There's all kinds all of possibilities. Up. Basically, what's happening right now, uh, you know, with Profit and 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 uh, the other guys down in San Diego, Apostle. so we're probably Apostle and his crew. Um, is we're going to probably meet somewhere in uh, Central California. Some people will be coming from out of California to join us, I believe. It'll be more of a, a, a smaller uh, private type thing, um, although there will be some spots open. And we'll let you know more about that as it proceeds. And I'm, we're also trying to get Phil out here. But beyond that, <clears throat> we'd love to make a regular gathering. And Randall has even offered to host us. Uh, up there for something now that may be a smaller thing as well um, but he says he's got all kinds of cool toys to play with so we'll see i mean we're totally thinking about this all the time we'd love to have some kind of ngng con uh, some kind of yearly gathering so as soon as we know anything we will let everybody know that'd be cool i'm in all right so we're gonna go ahead and move on obviously we were talking about BattleTech the board game we've got the tro 3145 draconis combined out now for this do you know can we can you mention who the artist was for what? The Draconis Combined, the 3145 that's on the website. There was not one artist. There were multiple artists. Yeah. Okay. For the cover? Oh, the cover artist. Okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, cover yeah. art, cover art. It looks like it starts with a R and I think a U and then a D and then a Y. Oh, my goodness. That would be Rudy Vale. <laughs> I know. I, I texted yeah. him and I was you like, knew that, didn't you? Screensaver on every one. It's the uh, desktop on all of my computers. I did know that. I, I texted him. I was like, "Congrats, man!" He was like, "I know." He was like, "This is crazy." I was it's like, awesome. "Dude, you just did the cover of a TRO." And he's like, it's "I funny. know." So it's a lot with a lot of the people that I hang out with, talk with. You know, we are just BattleTech fans from the old days, and now so many people are involved in the BattleTech universe in one way or another, and it's surreal. I think for a lot of us. And then the second one we have is the TRO 3145 Compelling Confederation House Liao, as he said. And this was actually Shimmering Sword. I talked to Anthony about this one, too, when it came out. And it's uh, I posted up the mech porn on our Facebook uh, page, too. So, by the way, if you're not liking us on Facebook, you're missing out on a ton of mech porn. I literally post up mech porn daily, sometimes twice a day. Yes, I know. If it wasn't enough. That's what I was mentioning as far as just the abundance of amazing art that's coming out constantly. I mean, Phil's just always linking new stuff. Porn. Uh, I love it, man. Mech porn yes, all the porn, time. Porn, porn, porn. All right, guys, don't forget we've got the Catalyst Game Sponsorship Giveaway Week 5, the Hex Pack Lakes and Rivers. That'll be going up on our website. I've already got it set up and drafted. I just have to publish it. That'll be going up after this. And uh, I just want to point your guys' direction over to uh, Facebook. We've got uh, 3,683 people. Holy shit. It's like crazy. It, each week, like, I look and I'm thinking, man, remember when we had, like, our 1,000 like and I was, like, uber excited and now we're, like, I almost do. at four? Uh, anyways, head over to our Facebook page. It's a great way for us to get information directly to you. Mech porn, announcements. Um, hell, we were the first person, our group, by the way, to post up the Victor uh, concept art. We did it before like everyone else, like even MWO. Like we were like, yeah. We were so first. 
bam, it happened. Anyways, it's a great way for us to get information. Um, and hey, you don't like social media, totally get it. Just head over to our website. Um, most of that information, except, well, a lot of it gets put on Facebook. That doesn't go there. But uh, yeah, give us a like. It's a great way, again, for us to uh, keep in contact with you. YouTube. Make sure to head over to our No Guts No Galaxy TV. Um, I do do request if you're like, hey, you know, I'd really like a ride along video or this setup or that. I try to facilitate that. I need to do a lot more videos, but we've been doing so much Twitch events and stuff and personal life and blah, blah, blah. I'll get back into it. Uh, more Mech Commander, I promise, very soon. Um, obviously, we're on SoundCloud. Um, I just wanted to bring this up. A lot of people have been saying that they're, the RSS feed works, doesn't work. Me and Darren are looking into this we're well aware of some people it works just fine and some people it doesn't work what we do recommend is if you're subscribed to our rss feed and it doesn't work cancel it or delete it or whatever and try it again um i know it's unfortunate right now we're just sort of we're trying to get it to work if it doesn't work itunes and the soundcloud app the only unfortunate thing is soundcloud you'd think they would get their shit together to where you download like song or whatever's on there um that's the only drawback to the soundcloud app uh compared to um anyways we've got itunes we've got uh you can head over there and listen to it directly their podcast player works we've got twitch ngng tv again we'll be posting information looking for streamers so if you guys are interested keep an eye out for that um and uh we'll be contacting you uh after we send out a post to everyone all right, we also have uh, Twitter at No Guts, No Galaxy. Um, by the way, this will be automated uh, with our new website. And I just want to quickly say, we are shooting for, in the not too distant future, we're going to cross our fingers, say, probably within the next two weeks of going live with the new website. So keep in mind, uh, we may have some hiccups and some bugs, but that also include the forms. So we're looking forward to it because it's been a long time coming and we really appreciate all the work that the crew uh dave aaron chris and all the other ones uh you know who've been putting a lot of work into getting it up and running all right so anyways i just want to say thank you again to brent for coming out here brent i i will admit i i'm gonna have you on again on the show i think we can talk a lot more um i'd really like to hear your opinions on who you think should direct a Battletech or MechWarrior movie. But uh, we'll have to talk about that the next time we have you on. And, uh, you know, maybe we can get you and Randall on and we can... Hell, maybe we can do, like, a gaming thing to where we play a game of, of Mega Mech or Tactics or something like that in the near future. I think that would be really cool. And yeah, Absolutely, uh, I'm in. So I, th I think we'll have to do that. But anyways, I just want to say thank you to everyone, our community, uh, everyone here in the live studio audience. You guys are awesome. We hope you enjoyed uh, today's show, focusing on Battletech, getting some answers from Brent and getting to know him and see what he does behind the scenes. And I mean, these this guy is pretty much the, the, the driving force behind uh, all of the artwork we see, all of the illustrations, all of the all of it. So uh, thank you again, Brent, for being here and taking the time out of your day. We really do appreciate it. And yeah, you're uh, most welcome. And thank you all for being so awesome and, and so supportive on Battletech and keeping this game alive and thriving. These well, Battletech fans, they are a uh, finicky and uh, interesting bunch. But yes, we love them all. Well, oh, Battletech like fans are awesome. They got, believe me, Shadowrun fans, they're the finicky. Battletech <laughs> die hard, man. They hold the line. Cool. Well, it's like I told you, Brent, last time we were talking, don't worry. I'm going to get your address, and you're going to have one of these badass Warhammer t-shirts getting sent to you. So, uh, anyways, thank you again. This has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. Uh, this is George. Until next time. <laughs>
mech warriors.